Why don't you try this one on, sir? No. No, I can't wear this one. You can't wear this one. Way, way too big. Too big. All right. Let me try another. All right. How about this one? Try this one. No. Not way too big. Too big. I'm swimming in this yes, one. Yes, all right. Let me... Can't uh, wear it. Here's another. Here's... Got anything smaller? Yes. Here, try this. Let me try it on. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Come on. This is huge. <sighs> Give me the smallest one you've got. All right. This is this is it. Okay, let me try I'll this try one. Try this one. Too big. Too big? Too big. All of these hats are way too big. But that last one was size two and a quarter. Well, it's too big. Okay. I'm telling you, it's too big. Pinhead. A Fragrance for Men by Calvin Klein. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. It's a gas! I know it's become an uncomfortable habit of mine to always open these podcasts with some sort of obituary or at least noting the passing of someone. But this time it is noting the passing of something, which feels like someone. Uh, uh, Mad Magazine. Yes. Mad Magazine. Mad Magazine is shutting down this fall. They will Damn. no longer be publishing. Yeah, it's it's funny because I I saw this 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 news story come up yesterday, and I I, I realized how sad it made me feel. Even though I haven't read the magazine. In probably 40 years. I grew up with it. Um, probably you grew up with it as well. Oh, yeah. oh, Com- yes. Comic books and Mad Magazine. And this this started uh, back in the 1950s. And this was a, a magazine that really shaped a generation of kids. And, and kind of turned into a political uh, satire rag, if you will. Um, mostly in the, six, in the 60s and 70s. And it was... I remember a lot of the stuff went way, right over my head as a yeah. kid, but I still read it, and I, I just felt like I was really my sense of humor was shaped a lot by this magazine. I think you're speaking for every everybody, well, yeah. most everybody. I mean, first of all, you had to get it. Yeah. And I remember that this dumb record was actually attached to an issue of the magazine, and it always and it always, and it always said, said cheap, cheap, twenty five cents, yeah. thirty five cents, cheap, cheap, fifty cents, fifty cents, cheap. still, still cheap, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, I mean, it's been supplanted by satirical programs now and, uh, and online creations, but in those days, that was that was it, and it was sort of a part of a secret society. We're sharing your Mad Magazine stuff with other people. They mm-hmm. they lampoon TV shows, uh, as you said, movies, politics, yep. mm-hmm. and uh, generally uh, in a really funny way. But one of the standout things about Mad Magazine to me was the was the incredibly good illustrations. They had the most talented yeah. core no of kidding. cartoonists and illustrators anywhere. Uh, one of them, Jack Davis, for example. Had had this incredible style, and uh, he, you know, he, if you could get your face uh, rendered by Jack Davis, you were somebody. 
mm-hmm. that would have been a thrill. And they yeah. had those little um, uh, spy versus spy cartoons yeah. and. Uh, and oh. I I was very, really amazed to know that Spy versus Spy, which was one of my ab- absolute favorite features, was um, actually created by a Cuban refugee. I looked this up last night. He didn't speak any English, but he was able to um, sh- p- portray spies and you know espionage in yeah. in a way with no dialogue spy versus spy didn't have any dialogue in in the in the cartoon strip it so was great it you was know, really genius it was really said, genius as you said this magazine began in the 1950s so we were right yep. in the in the 1952 uh, right in the middle of the cold war and this yeah. spy versus yeah. spy really spoke to that and the absurdity yeah. of people you know, yes. spying on each other warring on each other it, yeah. it was you know at its at its very best, Mad Magazine was remarkably trenchant and really smart yeah. and hilarious. And I've heard untold numbers of comics, uh, talk show hosts, comedians, mm-hmm. talk about how that was their go-to uh, source for for comedy when they were kids. And it influenced so many people mm-hmm. uh, in, yeah. in comedy and in writing and in, in the arts. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's a sad, sad... Yeah. Departure. I do have a complete CD set, a DVD set, I should say, that somebody gave me for my birthday years ago that has, up to that point, every issue of Mad <gasps> Magazine. Really? On well, these wait DVDs. a minute. So, how do you read it on the DVD? It just, what do you mean? Uh, it just, uh, yeah, it, it just, it, it's a static thing you can click from. From page oh, from to page, page, to page. On, on the DVD. wow! Yeah, it's really neat. That's really cool. Yeah, and, but you and, can't you can't do the fold-ins though, or does it does it no. do that? Yeah, and, yeah, and of course you're talking about the back of the back <laughs> the of the back issue. Page. And did you? I always went to that first. Always went to the fold-in first. Well, I you know half the time you'd go to the store to the magazine rack, and somebody uh, yeah. had already bent <laughs> it up <laughs> and done it. Yeah, it's exactly. like finding a crossword puzzle that's been half done already. <laughs> Drive yeah. you nuts. Well, I was so into that stuff when I was a kid that I not only got Mad Magazine, but I got their uh, their weak sisters as well. There was a magazine called Cracked, and it was just oh, such that's right. it was just such a rip off of Mad Magazine. That's they even had to have an Alfred E. Newman character yeah. of their own. And yeah. then, and then the the third and and lesser of the three was called Sick, but it was also a ripoff of Mad Magazine. I didn't know about that one. But I got them all. I, I would buy them all. Crap, yeah. Sick, Mad, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd buy those little. They would. The Mad would issue compilations on pocketbook. Uh, I mean, uh, paperbacks, and I would buy those too. <clears throat> yeah, it it's makes me want to go. It makes me want to go buy those and and enjoy them again because they were so smart and 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 I'll probably get a lot more of the humor now that I'm older. But uh, yeah, that was a huge part of growing up. I would buy Mad Magazine and Archie Comics. Those were the two two that I would buy. Man, so, I loved I loved comic books when I was I a know. kid. I know I just you loved them. I do too, but I wasn't into the into the superhero comics. I was into. Um, Richie Rich and Archie's and um, 
yeah, I didn't buy any of the boy, what I consider boy comic books. Then I got, for a while, I got into the really macabre ones that were kind oh. of Tales from the Crypt sort of yeah. comics and things like that. Uh, but it, 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 a comic was a comic, even if it was one I didn't particularly like. Mm-hmm. Scrooge McDuck or whatever. I still, well, it's a comic book. I'm yeah. going to read it. Yeah, that's, yeah, those are the ones I bought and loved. Clark Kent, no, there was a real gent. He would not be caught sitting around in no jungle scheme. Dumb as an evil doing nothing. Superman never made any money Saving the world from Solomon Grundy And sometimes I despair The world will never see another man Like him I think we talked about this Yeah, I think on our last podcast We were talking briefly about those conventions in Hollywood movies that yeah. uh, that we accept because they're in the movies, but they don't make any any kind of sense in real life. <laughs> yes, I'm, and I I'm heard, being more I'm being more aware of them now that we we did that little feature. <laughs> my big pile of papers just fell on. The I floor. heard, yeah. I heard that. Oh great! Oh great! Oh no! Now you're going to be really unorganized. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, wow, you do have a lot of what papers. Was I say? Oh, so I, I heard from one of our listeners. Okay, I heard from our listener. Okay. Who, who had a couple of suggestions of their own observations from the movies. Um, uh, he says, bad stuff only, this is from Tony, bad stuff only happens when it's raining or storming. Oh, and and I would point. also add blizzards to that. If there's If you're in a blizzard, something bad's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, almost certainly, or it already has happened. You're right. Nothing, nobody ever is stalked or murdered or dismembered when it's a bright, sunny, shiny, Usually birds not. chirping day. <laughs> yeah. No. It's yeah. when it's when the That's weather's bad, point. something else bad's yeah. going on. Uh, he also thinks nearly every movie has to have a chase of some kind. It <laughs> could be a car chase. If it's a Western or you're on horseback, uh, bicycles, boats, even on foot. But you got to have chases. <laughs> and um, and he mentioned something that has always bothered me, and I it's it gets so distracting sometimes I can't follow what the movie's saying, and it's when drivers are spending more time looking at the passenger than they are at the road. <laughs> I'm yes. Thinking, Come on, man, look at the road. Look at the road. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like a minute's gone by, and you haven't even looked forward. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. That's pretty good. Here's a yeah. couple here's a couple I'll throw in as well and we'll move on here. Uh I thought about after we talked last time. All hospital beds have special L-shaped cover sheets which re- reach up to the armpit level on a woman but only to waist level on a man who's lying beside <laughs> oh, her. This could be I a hospital s- bed or a regular bed. I see what you're saying. So yeah. when they're naked Yeah. They're covering the important parts. Important parts, yeah. And but we, they're they're we not one that. shape. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. That's it's a uh, it point. is also easy for anybody to land an airplane, providing 
there is someone in the control tower to talk you down. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's had a the pilot's had a heart attack. He's out. He's yeah. out cold. Yeah. You, you can do this, Fred. You can right. do this. But I'm only four years old. You can do this, Timmy. Yeah. The I do. Re- one of my favorite uh, airplane movies with that very thing was the <clears throat> movie with uh, Karen Black, that actress yeah. that looks like she's cross-eyed. Um, <laughs> she did have an unusual yeah, she had uh, track. An unusual. So, so it was Airport 75, and she had to she had to land a jet, like a I big, remember that. big old jetliner. And it was really fraught with, I mean, it, there was a lot of tension. It was a great movie because yeah. she was just, filled. yeah, she was just a stewardess minding her own business and a big hole opened up in the plane and sucked a bunch of people out. Yeah. And then she had to actually take over the controls. And remember, Charlton Heston was the guy who talked her down. No, we don't have anything to worry about. We're just going to help the autopilot make a turn. Do exactly what I tell you. Put your hand to the right of the console. The what? The flat panel just below the throttles. There's a gray knob about the size of a milk bottle top. I see it. Okay. Now slowly turn it to the right. Nothing's happening. Okay, honey. Try it to the left. And she did it. She landed the plane, no problem. And I remember thinking uh, the, in the in the movie that uh, you know, with her funny, um, her cross uh, eyes, uh, that she said, "Yes, okay, I see. It's coming into sight now. I see both of the runways. There's yeah. only one runway, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> uh, here's some more. The ventilation system of any building is the perfect hiding place." No one will ever think of looking for you in the ventilation system. And the other thing that now that you bring that up, they're always super clean. Yeah. Like you, you go crawling around up there, and it's <laughs> always no... it's spanking clean. There, in my ventilation system is oh, has got rats and you. cobwebs and dirt and little. Bo- so you know. true. Yeah. So true. And That's and funny. you can also travel to any part of the building. Yeah. Without difficulty. <laughs> I mean, after watching movies, wouldn't that be the first place now that you would look for somebody hiding? I guess. Did I ever tell you this? I, I know I've told this story before, but uh, on the TV show I used to be a part of on Almost Live, we would shoot a lot of it at this TV station that aired it, King TV. And one time we had this idea that we would uh, we wanted to use a bunch of snakes, real snakes. And oh. so we there, there are... Per- you know, there's a professional everything, and we car- called up and found a professional snake wrangler. And so this, it was a woman, and she brought in, in a big burlap bag, 12 snakes, pretty sizable ones, too. But just were, like, like garden snakes, not like... No, no, no. Not These like were, vicious snakes. There was a, there were a couple of boa constrictors, there was a that's, python. That's a vicious These, snake. What are you talking about? Well, they weren't poisonous snakes, yeah. but they, they were, and they could bite you. You know, pythons will so squeeze what, your head off, though. Yeah, that's why you want a wrangler there yeah, who okay. knows how to handle these Jeez, things. Jeez, that's scary. So we come in, and the idea is that they're all on top of this office desk, and in the the snakes represent the new boss that they have hired in this company. They got rid of the old boss, who was just a monster, and then they, and then all of a sudden, they've got a boss who's even worse. A box of snakes. Wait, 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 I'm not following you here. What are you saying? I mean, the new boss is a box of snakes. 
had the boss wants to see you right away. snakes and the woman started putting him back into the back into the bag and she said huh oh no <laughs> i thought i brought 12 i'm only counting 11 let me count them again she counts them again oh no just 11 snakes so you know presumably she miscounted to begin with and there only were 11 snakes oh that but is that, a bad presumption to make who made that <laughs> that was a bad thing to go oh well guess i just miscounted at the beginning no yeah, so that so that kind of began a, a, a company legend that, that <laughs> one of the snakes had escaped into the ventilation system <laughs> of the building that's awesome and i always i always imagined right in the middle of the five o'clock news <laughs> a big old nasty snake would fall right down in front of Jean Anderson as she's delivering uh, the news. Uh, yeah. I was kind of hoping for it to happen just because it would be cool. Yeah, but she would, be, being the ultimate consummate... Yeah, she's unflappable. Yeah, yeah, she would just continue right on. She'd probably swap the snake to the side and continue. Yeah. It'd be worse if it was Pat Cashman reading the news. <laughs> yeah. Then you'd see a man screaming, like a wetting girl. his pants and running away. Yeah. <laughs> couple more of these you're very likely to survive any battle battle in any war unless you make the mistake of showing someone a picture of your sweetheart oh. back home <laughs> isn't that true yeah, very then true. you're a goner that's yeah. my girl that's my girl i love her we're i can't wait to get back to her gonna, i love her so we're gonna get married when we when i get home mm-hmm, first thing Pooh, gone, dead. You're right. His head's blown off. Uh, completely. The Eiffel Tower can be seen from any window in Paris. Je suis le dauphin de la place Dauphine et la place Blanche à mauvaise ligne. Now I've been to Paris, and you can't see the, that frustrated. You can't you can't find the Eiffel Tower there unless you're there. I mean, you think it's like going right to be like right up on it. Yeah, you, you're going to think it's going to be like uh, Seattle, where you, oh, there's the Space oh, Needle. Oh yeah. Uh, but it, it's, it's Paris is such a sprawling city that it's not easy to find the Eiffel Tower. It doesn't stand out the way you think it it should and would. Yeah. Uh, but the corollary of that is, of course, that in any movie shot in Seattle, you can always see the Space Needle from any window right. as well. Right. Tells you where you're at, I guess. Yeah. Two more. If staying in a haunted house. Hey, get a muffler. What is that? We got a hot rod going down <laughs> sound, your neighborhood. Sound like a motor. They are having a car show here yeah. soon. I'm going to bet. If, I'm just going to bet that, that there was a boy driving that car. <laughs> I'm just going to bet the farm, uh, in fact, that there was yeah, a boy driving that car. All loud, more than likely. All loud cars are always driven by boys. Never, ever do girls, women, <clears throat> older women my age are you there we're never driving around with cars that make that noise ever she's real fine my 409 she's real fine my 409 my 409 a week ago i would have said that is absolutely true but we went to this uh 
this event recently, last week, and a woman started talking. I don't know how it came up. She said, hey, are you guys going to the car show next week? <laughs> and and she, turns out she's she and a lot of her girlfriends, they all uh, re they refurbish old cars. They, yeah. they that's what they that's their hobby. Yeah. And she was describing this Volkswagen bug that she's fixed up and she said, I got a wow. fifty seven Chevy truck I'm gonna be working on next. And it is a sorority of of women that, that they're into it. They're just really into but it are, and they love but it. But are they making them noisy is the question. You can fix up a Volkswagen bug, but is she putting like a big, is she taking the muffler off it and, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. But boys, she seemed like she, seemed like she would like a full, fully throated, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. big old pipes on it type of, type no, of car. No, I, I think boys and noise go together. Getting back to that, yes, if, yes, yes. If, again, if you're staying in a haunted house, yeah. women should investigate any strange noises in their most revealing underwear. <laughs> Which is what I do all the time. That's right, yeah. And uh, well, there's more of these, but those things are fun. And um, and of course, don't forget the, the, if you have sex in the in any horror movie as a teenager, if you have sex, you're one of the first to get whacked. Yeah, and and in, in a in a dinosaur movie, uh, the dinosaurs will only eat, eat the bad the, guys, the homely people, yeah, or the fat guy, or right, yeah. Uh, oh man, I love it. Those are good. Okay, um, those are good. We had uh, we had a, besides Mad Magazine uh, recently as we're taping this, we just learned that. The legendary auto CEO, Lee Iacocca, had passed away. Yeah. And, and he's one of those guys. He was 94. Mm-hmm. But he's one of those guys, every once in a while, you'll hear about somebody dying and you go, huh? I thought they died a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. He, he was one of those guys mm-hmm. for me. Went to a restaurant on Whidbey Island last year. And uh, and a really great restaurant. A lovely man that runs the place. And... and he said, oh, hey, oh, my God, it's good to see you. I recognize you from from local television. I thought you had died. Oh. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He said, I thought you had died. I thought you were dead. It's so nice to see you here. Wow. How did that make you feel? Like, did you feel happy or sort of It made me out? feel alive. It made me feel so alive. Um <laughs> I promise I, I said, won't do that to you next time I but see I, you. But I, I won't say, oh, my I, God, I thought you were dead. Why do you, my trusted friend? We've known each other since we were nine or ten. Together we've climbed hills and trees. Learned of love and ABC. Skinned our hearts and skinned our knees. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die. I just, it just makes you wonder where, did, how did that rumor get started, right. or what, what, where did that assumption come from? Uh, he, you know, he had a pretty, at least a fifty-fifty chance of being right about it, of course, mm-hmm. but uh, it just, it didn't, it didn't make for a great opening uh, to. Uh, and what would you like? Uh, nothing with bones, I assume. Anyway, Lee Iacocca, 
Uh, I, I didn't know a lot about him. I know he was a, he ran Chrysler for a while, and he, he somehow procured this huge loan from uh, the government. Uh, Jimmy Carter was president at the time to save Chrysler from going under. Mm. But before that, he ran Ford and was responsible for overseeing the development of the Mustang. Oh, such a classic talk, talk car. About your mu- talk about yeah, your muscle car. That's yeah. a boy car for sure. But yeah, yeah. I do love Mustangs. I have fond memories my, of a Mustang. Oh, yeah? Yeah. My wife uh, drove in high school. Her parents bought her a pink Mustang. Oh, There's man. nothing like it. It was Patty awesome. Patty Cashman, I hope she still has that car. No, she doesn't. Oh. She doesn't have it anymore. Do you know how much I that would, would be I, worth? Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Yeah. It was a classic. It was a It was a honey of a car. Yeah. And it was pink. I bet. Who? Who 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 has a pink Mustang? It was fantastic. Yeah. Who has a pink car? Pink car for that matter. It's great. But so you got fond memories. Did you own a Mustang? <laughs> no, I did not. But um, did, you, did you own a horse? No, be, no. I. Um, you, you'd be more of a Pinto girl, I think. What, what do you mean by that? I don't know. There's no something to say. Um, I yeah, I had a my I um I lost something in a Mustang when I was a teenager. Hmm, your keys? No. Change? No. Bag of chips. No. My, Lost something. My, Were you in the front seat or the back seat? Um, well, the back seat of a Mustang was a little small. Remember, it had those little tiny. It was like. <clears throat> it was perfect if you didn't have any legs. Right. That they. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it was the it was sort of the front seat. Well, God, I don't even can't believe I'm. Saying let me this. let me ask you this: Was the car? Were the windows steamed up yes. at the time that you lost something? They were. Hmm. <laughs> oh. I was very naughty. I was very naughty. Yeah, I lost my virginity. Were you by I yourself? I lost my virginity in a Mustang, and I was not by myself. I was with Troy, and I'm not going to say his last name. But it wasn't because, Helen of Troy. Because 14 people listen to podcasts. And Since his name was Troy, did he have a Trojan? That's, I think so. I'm pretty sure we did. You think so? I can't remember. That was like 68 years ago. I don't remember that. I don't remember that, but I you do did, remember you, it was a green... You didn't ask. You probably didn't even ask, It was a green Mustang Fastback. That's what he had, and there was a little part of the paint that was chipping on the back. I thought that was your nickname, Fastback. <laughs> That's a great nickname. <laughs> That's probably what my nickname was after that. But, or Mossback, yeah. yeah. But God, those cars were so great. They're just so classic. I just even love seeing a, a Mustang convertible. I didn't like the Fastbacks. I thought they looked sort of dumb, but... Um, the and they weren't comfortable for lying down. No. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, they weren't. But man, when you see a convertible Mustang, <laughs> oh, 64 months, they're just so awesome. I can't, I'm so sad that Patty doesn't have her pink Mustang anymore. I'm so yeah, sad. Yeah. So that's where, uh, that's where, so how, what were you like? You know, uh, we're done. 11, we're 11 12? <laughs> we're done with that topic. I just, oh, we are? Yeah. Oh. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I just thought it was just getting started. I can't I believe you've known me all this time and that I've never told you that story, but I guess maybe it just didn't ever. You never did. Yeah, it never came up. Did you, uh, think, did of, you think I had never lost my virginity? Are you shocked by that? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, quite seriously, uh, not. never mind. I'm not going to go okay. there. Go. <laughs> That's good. Right. I love that you show restraint, and I can feel how painful that is for you. Now, can you hear that airplane? Yep. I am sitting outside here. It's I a beautiful know. day. Always, it's finally summer. You always do that. You go, can you hear Can you hear that plane? Yes, I can always well, I, hear I the plane. I don't know what you can hear. I can okay. always hear the plane. Uh, let's see. What do I want to... Uh, oh, uh, speaking of Mustangs, yep. Pintos, Palominos, if I had a car, my very first car, if it was equated to a horse, it would be what, we, what I always call the Three Stooges horse type of horse. You know, it's got the, the back that... The, the big swayback oh, type of horse. Yeah. I always call them Three Stooge horses because that was always the kind of horse yeah. that they, they were riding yeah. in, in those uh, shorts. But uh, some years ago, I, mean, I bet it's better than 10 years ago, we briefly owned a racehorse. Patty and, Patty and I were part of a little syndicate that, I don't know, we, each of us put a little bit of money in and we got this racehorse. Mm-hmm. And it looked, it was a gorgeous animal. It looked really cool. Ran at Long Acres. Came in last just about every time. Aww. Now the horses are approaching the starting gate, and uh, there they go! And it's Stooge Hand going to the front. Cabbage is second on the rail. Beautiful Linda is third by a length. And a fetal bomb. Around the first turn, Stoogehan is still in front. Cabbage is second by a head. Cabbage by a head! Beautiful Linda is third and a beetle bomb. Into the back stretch, Dog Biscuit is now leading the pack. Lady Evelyn is second, very close. Banana is coming up through the bunch. Banana coming up through the bunch! And beetle bomb. The horse was named, uh, it was some patriotic name. We didn't name it, but it was something like. Uh, Freedom, and I thought a better name would have been a tail gazer, because it was always in the back of <laughs> behind the other horses. But uh, and so, uh, even though I didn't know anything about horse racing, we would go and to watch our horse race, and and we, you know, so I got a little bit familiar with the, the horse racing business. Uh, one day, though, the horses all started from the far side of the track, so when you're in the stands, you you don't see the beginning of the race often right in front of you, but Right. Uh, you f- see it finish right in front of you. Yeah. So we had our horse freedom, and he was. We, we were trying to look at our binoculars, and then there was some sort of uh, kerfuffle over there at the gates, and the race didn't start. And then we found out later one of the horses had died. <gasps> right in the right, gate thingy. Yeah, right in the gate. We didn't wow. know that. It, so right then oh. I started thinking. I don't know about this horse racing business. Is this a good thing? Yeah. Well, now, as you probably yep. read, there is uh, it's just a hot mess with horse racing, and there are a lot of people who are calling for the, that sport to end yep. altogether mm-hmm. because they've had a spate of 
of horse fatalities at places like Pimlico and Santa Anita, mm-hmm. uh, it, in, to the extent that it's become rather scandalous, whether it is uh, horses that are racing that are not really ready to race yet or the poor track conditions running in the mud, you I know. Had or, no, uh, I had all no idea about any of this that that they they would keep this a secret and um you know horses are croaking and and people were covering it up i had no idea it's so sad many horses i mean somebody uh i talked to about this equated it said if you if you heard that the mariners uh played a game with the houston astros and that 11 players Mm -hmm, were killed mm -hmm. during the game i mean that that'd be it yeah that would be it for baseball but uh, but somehow, uh, they they keep it going. They this is um, they're the number's bigger now. But as of springtime in May, they had twenty four fatalities in Southern California at various horse races. Yeah, I just, since Christmas, I just looked this up two days ago. Uh, they say that Santa Anita, another horse was killed. That takes the death toll to thirty. I remember as a young kid watching a. Boxing used to be on TV all the time. It was the Friday night fights, I think, and maybe there was another night fights, and 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 they were sponsored, I think, by Gillette Razors. The Gillette Cavalcade of Sports is on the air. And my dad would watch the fights, and so sometimes he'd have us sit in and watch them too. And I can remember the night when a guy named Emil Griffith uh, beat a guy named Kid Perret, I think his name was, so badly oh God, don't say that he it. Don't that say he wound it. up dying. The fight has been stopped, and the winner and new champion is Emil Griffith, but we're more concerned about the condition of uh, Benny Kidd-Perret than we are about the title at the moment. In the very occasional times that that happens, people say boxing is a stupid, brutal sport. Let's end it. It is stupid. But somehow... But somehow it goes on. Yeah. But I, I don't, we don't hear, maybe I'm just not engaged in it anymore, but I, I couldn't even tell you who the boxers are anymore. Back in the day, you know, you knew all their names, Cassius Clay, George Foreman, certainly the, all the big heavyweights. I have no idea who any of these people are. Uh, in fact, people seem to have moved away from boxing or more into right. uh the MMA stuff, which in some regards is even more brutal than, than boxing. At least they wear gloves and headgear in boxing. What's MMA? What's that? Martial, mixed martial oh, arts. Oh, oh, where oh, Where you can, you can do just about anything, including kicking somebody in the bread basket. You can oh my gouge God. their eyes oh out. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, again, I, I, again. I never liked violent again, sports. Again, boys. Again, boys. Now, yeah, I know somebody's yeah. going to go, yeah, but there's female boxers in you too. But no, 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 not when you stack them all Well, there was up. Ronda Rousey. Remember her? No. I was never, well, I don't like violence. She was. Don't like it. She she was very, uh, very 
big deal. And she she hosted Saturday Night Live. I mean, she was the talk of the... And then she got suddenly beaten by another woman, and she just... Her career effectively ended. Mm -hmm. She couldn't beat anybody all of a sudden anymore. Yeah. Well, when but, you get your uh, lights punched out and your brain's all scrambled, yeah. it's just... I just don't understand that. I don't understand yeah. the joy of that. Um, so uh, I guess I'm saying if horse racing went away, uh, that wouldn't bother me one bit. Yeah. Uh, it just, it's, it's you know, it's all about the animal who doesn't get a vote in, in doing this crazy sport. Mm -hmm. uh, I think people competing against each other is fine because both of you agree this is what we're going to do. But when you introduce something like, uh, well, it's the way I feel about hunting, you know. Yep. If you're going to give a deer the same weapons that you have, yeah. then maybe that's fair. Yeah, but then it's Of course, a, a deer sport. couldn't shoot a gun, but... Anyway, uh, so that's all I have to say about that. But uh, but w what I learned when I was owning a horse is that uh, there's a very popular jockey limerick. Uh, and this is it. Bill Bounce, being fat for a jockey, tried a steam room to make him less stocky. It heated him so that he had to eat snow, and he changed his profession to hockey. Well, that so, was worth waiting for. Yeah, so you know, <laughs> I so, so, so that got me. I got uh, 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 t these are horses you should avoid betting on, by the way. Okay, uh, lame warrior, molasses, slow mo, dog food, oh, no. and soon to be glue. Oh. Don't bet on any of those horses, oh. trust your instincts. Here's the limerick I wrote. Uh, I've, I've written one jockey limerick, and this is it. There once was a jockey from Puyallup who rode his racehorse to full gallop. Things were going just fine till they rode over a landmine, and the jockey and the horse blew all up. <laughs> I remember that was one of my favorite ones. <laughs> yeah, it's the only limerick I've ever written. That's good. And now I'm all worn That's out. That's good. Okay, uh, what else you got? Oh, so we talked about Lee Iacocca, yeah. but just but we just learned that that's where you lost your virginity was in a Mustang. So yeah, in a way, I'm kind of glad Lee it was. If, I'm glad it wasn't in a Pinto. Yeah, or a, a smart a zip car or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. So one the one uh, one final thing I think to talk about. And then I have uh, yes, I do have a uh, give a joke. A joke Yay. lined up here. Here's a couple of quickies though. I have a friend that I have known since before high school. Still know him. We still hang out together. We go golfing and things like that. And I don't know if you know people like this. And I don't mean this uh, to diminish this person, but they just somehow they were born without a etiquette gene, if, if I could say it that oh. way. For example, I will give him a, a birthday gift. Mm -hmm. For example, never an acknowledgement that he <gasps> ever got it. That drives me up the wall. And I'm not expecting even a thank you card. Oh, just say, I hey, am. that was great. I thank am. you. Well, I, I always send thank you cards. Yeah. But 
a uh, thank you. I remember I, in any form. I got this right. This, I got this DVD uh, set for him. I thought this he's gonna love this show, and so I gave it to him. And then like a month goes by, six weeks. I said, "Hey, what did you think of blah blah blah?" blah. Oh, oh yeah. I haven't uh, I haven't opened that. I haven't seen that yet. I got a yeah DVD player is kind of on the blink. Mm. And I said, "Well, you know, they only cost about forty bucks." Yeah, I, I got to get around to getting one of those. Yeah. And that's the last I ever heard of it. Send him a, a special uh, custom birthday card. That, in other words, I do a little cartooning. So I made this card, sent that to him, never heard a word. It's been four months now. Wow. And you don't want to say, hey, what did you think of my birthday card? Yeah. So it puts, it, it just, it, it just, yeah. Again, I don't know quite how to express it. He just doesn't know how to. To be be nice, well, and there's a, a pass. There's a passive aggressive nature as well to both he and his wife. Uh, for example, when our daughter was first born, Kate, you know, yes. I said uh, I I called her Magoo because she had a bald head, a bit of a large proboscis, and and her eyes were not even quite open yet. So she looked like <laughs> my George, <laughs> Mister Magoo. <laughs> So I thought, oh, that's cute name. Little Mag- we called her Magoogie and all that. Well, so the first time that our friends see her, she's still quite young, and just an infant. And the the the, the wife says, "Oh, she's she's interesting looking. She she's going to be pretty, I think, if she when when her, her the rest of her head grows into her nose." Oh dear! Oh my yeah. gosh! Wow. And so it's a it's a typical sort of thing that they will say in the under the guise of of humor, uh, but mm. when it happens over and over and over again, it becomes a type of a style mm-hmm. that is not only not humorous; it can always be kind of wounding too. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on. Do you the, have a friend like I'm that? I'm with you on the whole people who don't acknowledge things. It drives me up up the wall, and and again, I just it's just a, it's just because I think I was raised, my mother always made me write thank you notes, and I hated it, but I understood the importance of it the older I got. And even if it's not a thank you card, at least a thank you text or a call or some sort of acknowledgement. I think yeah. I think that's important. And I've stopped giving gifts to people who stop acknowledging it. Why? Why bother? I don't know. It, it's just tacky. It, it, it's as simple as now, that. Now, I will tell you this. I had a conversation with a friend this week. That this is perfect timing that you brought this up. And I have noticed that there are certain people where I will try to engage them in something and plan something. And there's certain people that don't plan stuff. Like, for instance, I'll say, hey, gosh, you know what? It's been a while. Would you like to go have coffee? I, I, I actually texted this to a friend I hadn't seen in a while. And you know what they texted yeah. back to me? Yeah, that'd be great. Well, uh, th- but but okay. Well, when in my world, if somebody says, "Hey, do you want to? Would you like to go have coffee?" I would say, "I would love that." Here are the days I'm free. Yeah, not of course. not just yeah, that would be great. So you have to chase these people down and make sure that you're saying, "Okay, great. What days work for you?" And if you don't, it'll never happen. And and right. I had a gal who said to me, 
is that just a Seattle thing? Because she's from out of state. And she says, I noticed this with a lot of people in Seattle that do this. They just, they'll say, they if you don't make the plans, it'll never happen. They're very, very passive about trying to make things happen. And I said, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a Seattle I, I, thing. but I don't know either, but it might be true. But it, it drives me up the wall. And I've had this happen with several people. I mean, I can think of at least five people I know in the Seattle area that I'm all, I have to make the plan. I, I'm the one that has to make them or it won't happen. Yeah. And if I, I and then I, I, I and then exactly I get a little, and then I get frustrated and I back off and I don't hear from them for months and months. And then finally I'll give in and text and, and make, make the plan. And they're always delighted to see me and it, but it's like, huh, why am I making all this it, effort when that reminds yeah, that reminds me of another friend of mine who we've had over for dinner a couple times, uh, he, he and his wife, and uh, we took him to a concert. We paid for the concert, and and is, there's never been a reciprocation mm. until about a week ago, and he said, hey, you know, we should, we I want to have you guys over to our house. Uh, we haven't, you haven't ever been over here, and uh, and, I, and I, so I answered back and said, that's great. Yeah, and? And... W- and when when do you want that when do you want that to happen? Crickets, <gasps> crickets. Yeah, isn't that that's so frustrating? Yeah. It's like just yeah. make the it, plan already for crying out loud. I, I, well, I, it got me to thinking. He just really wanted to say that he'd like to have us over, and he thinks the, the job is done after that. The follow through may or may not come, but just by saying. That we're going to have you over. That's ridiculous. Is good enough. No, that's absurd. Yeah. No, that's yeah, not. I'm, that, I'm thinking that's his mindset. That well, I, I I, said we would have him over and, you know, and huh. I, I don't know. I don't know what more I'm supposed to do. I actually propose a date? Oh. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. Why would it's, I do it's that? It's extremely frustrating, so. It might seem crazy wearing stripes of It now, is. Well, now you've got me all mad. So can now can yeah, you make me laugh? I've complained. Can you enough. make me laugh now? Yeah. yeah. You know what? How about this? How about since we have just passed through the Fourth of July as we're recording this, that we uh, and we didn't even talk about the Fourth of July, but no, we didn't. Uh, I love that holiday. I've <laughs> always loved it from being a little kid uh, all the way because it was always you never heard people talking about anything but just having fun yeah. it was convivial yeah, it's about it's about the beach and barbecues and hot dogs and yeah and and sparklers and waving the flag and watermelon that's what fourth of july is except i remember for this one year. year yeah except for this year we uh my my parents would buy us sparklers and those lame snake things you know, you know they call them snakes yeah. and you know what you say that they're weak no, see you say that to me every year and I tell you every year that the the snake things were awesome. Those, oh, I love. No, shh, 
No, stop it. They're no, weak. No, no, no. They're weak. They don't do anything. Yes, they do. It's just a, it's you a have li- a pile of ash <laughs> when you're done. That's all they no, are. No, but it's... <laughs> So, so by your logic, you have yes. you have nothing left after you blow off a sparkler. It's just ash as well. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not evangelizing for sparklers either. I like stuff that blows That's up. That's what I mean. You're mad because they don't yeah. blow up and there's no fire. They just they're yeah. cool because they are a little little pellet and then they grow. And I'm gonna go run out and get some snakes today because I miss them. Yeah. I like snakes. Well, have your own weak little party then because. <laughs> Plus, you're not, you don't bother anybody. You want stuff that bothers oh, that's other people. exactly right. Boys and noise. I'm back to that again. On her way to work one morning, down the path alongside the lake. A tender-hearted woman saw a poor half-frozen snake. His pretty colored skin had been all frosted with a dew. Oh, well, she cried, I'll take you in and I'll take care of you. Take me in, oh, tender woman. Take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, tender woman. The snake. Yeah, Okay, so here was my proposal for, since this is a holiday as we're recording this, uh, I'm going to do three jokes. Three, and they're all religious type jokes. Wow, okay? three. Yeah, and I'll go through them quickly. Okay. So, so that means you'll have to laugh three times. Okay. All right. I I rather liked all three of these, so I didn't. I rather than choose, I thought I'd give them oh, all three. Oh, I love that. A priest, a Pentecostal preacher, and a rabbi challenged each other to a preaching contest. The idea was that they would all go out into the woods. They would find a bear. And they would preach to the bear and try to convert that bear. So they all went and did that. And then two days later, they get together to discuss the, the experience. And Father Flannery said, Well, I read to the bear from the catechism, and then I sprinkled him with holy water. And holy Mary, Mother of God, the bear became as gentle as a lamb. The bishop is coming out next week to give him first communion and confirmation. And then Reverend Billy Bob said, Well, I read to my bear from God's holy word, and I took hold of that bear, and I wrestled him to the creek, and I dunked that bear, and I baptized him, and he became as gentle as a lamb, and we spent the rest of the day praising Jesus. That's good. Then they both look at the rabbi, who's in a full body cast, and they say, What did you do? And he said, well, looking back on it, circumcision may not have been the best way to start. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I like that one, too. That's a good one. Joke number two. Preacher goes to the bedside of a man who is seriously ill in the hospital. And the preacher says to the family, Take a break, everybody. I'll sit in there with Brother Jones. So he goes over close to the bed. The family goes out and to the lobby. So he, so the, it's just the preacher and, and the very ill man, Brother Jones. The preacher goes over close to the bed, and the family is gone. And the preacher immediately notices that the man is rapidly fading. He, he couldn't talk even. He was trying to make signals and wave his arms. So the preacher gave him a pencil and a piece of paper, and the man scribbled something down, and then... 
he died. The family came back in and the preacher said, well, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this, but uh, he's gone. It's a good thing I was here to comfort him in his last moments. Let us all grieve together. And so they did for a while. And then finally the preacher said, oh, uh, one more thing. He wrote a note. It was something obviously that he wanted you to know in the last moment of his life. And he opens the note and it reads, please get off my oxygen oh. tube. And finally. That's awful. <laughs> oh, you like that That's one. That's awful. Yeah. yeah, it is. This is uh, this is one of my favorites because I grew up Catholic and the Pope uh, is, you know, yeah. the head honcho and much revered. And we even had pictures of the Pope up in our house, mm. the various Popes. Okay. So the Pope is visiting town. And all the residents in town are dressed up in their best Sunday clothes. I mean, people are dressed to the nines because the Pope is in town. And everybody lines up on Main Street hoping that somehow they might be lucky enough to get a personal blessing from the Pope. Well, one local guy has put on his very best suit. I mean, this is not a... He didn't go to Mervyn's for this suit or the men's warehouse. He... He spent big bucks getting the best-looking suit he could because he is sure when the Pope sees him dressed so well, he's going to stop and talk to him. The man happens to be standing next to an exceptionally downtrodden, haggard-looking bum. Who He doesn't smell very good either. The bum yeah. doesn't. And he's just, he's, his clothes are ripped. He's bedraggled. He just, he's a mess. As the Pope comes walking by... He leans over and he says something to the bum. And then he walks right by the guy in the fancy suit. The guy can't believe it. Oh my God, I, oh, I get it, I get it. The Pope won't talk to me because I look like I'm well off. And the Pope, on the other hand, is concerned for the unfortunate people, oh, the poor. that makes sense. The feeble people. Oh. So he says, oh, that's, that's, what, that's where I screwed up. So thinking fast, he gives the bum 20 bucks and says, would you trade clothes with me? And, and the bum does. So he puts on the bum's clothing and he runs down the street up ahead of the, uh, of the Pope to line up for another chance for the Pope to stop and talk to him. And sure enough, here comes the Pope. He walks right up to the guy this time and he leans over real close and says... I thought I told you to get the hell out of here. <laughs> she clutched him into her bosom. You're so beautiful, she cried. But if I hadn't have brought you in, by now you might have died. Now she stroked his pretty skin again and then kissed and held him tight. But instead of saying thanks, that snake gave her her. Take me in, oh tender woman Take me in, for heaven's sake Take me in, tender woman Sad the snake Now I saved you, cried that woman And you bit me even a while And you know you're Die. 
For listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at peculiarpodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Oh.